Welcome to 26 Weeks of Awakening. I am your host, Emily Strunk. And today we are in week 11, training in joy. Spend a few moments sitting quietly, breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, concentrating on breath, centering your focus. Letting everything else go and just focusing on this moment. One thing that I have learned is that gloomy sadness can exist at the same time as moments of peace and joy. Joy doesn't have to be solitary and absolute. I have found joy woven into moments of despair and loneliness. I go through each and every day with an absolute overwhelming feeling that I could cry at any given moment. I live in that. Yet in the midst of this despair, I can find a smile when a sparrow hops across my path or a lizard works out with me in the morning. I can rejoice in the triumph of my children as they walk through their journey. I can count my blessings regularly. Joy is defined by Webster as a feeling of happiness that comes from success, good fortune, or a sense of well-being. Happiness is defined as a state of well-being and contentment or pleasurable satisfaction. I believe the key phrase is a sense of well-being and contentment. Joy is not elation in a given moment or the feeling of laughter or amusement. Joy goes much deeper and lasts much longer. I see joy as the undercurrent of my daily living. It exists in the midst of trials and tribulations. It exists in the heart while pain and suffering are going on. Joy is a state of mind and spirit that I worked at realizing and continue to practice daily awareness of. My heart and soul are still smiling and are at peace overall. When events shake me up and cause my attachments to arise, 
joy still abounds. Joy is my spirit. Joy is my knowing and understanding about the nature of things now and the impermanence of all of this. Look around you. Everything that you see now is impermanent. It will not last forever and it's going to change. Joy is the present moment of this. Joy is giving up control and accepting what is while still having awareness for the beauty and miracles that surround us. It is a powerful force of knowing and recognizing the true state of things. Humanity has mistaken joy for pleasure for thousands of years. We seek out experiences and interactions with one another that feel good, but pleasurable moments are not joy. Amusement, fun, laughter, excitement, these are not joy. Seeking joy through external means is the way to brokenheartedness and anger. The external world can never live up to those expectations as it is ever-changing and impermanent. If I expect the world to entertain me and my environment to provide continual pleasure for me, I will be let down. I will be disappointed. I have known others who blame so much of their life on outside circumstances. Where finances have always been a mess, relationships have never lasted long, career success has never been what was expected or wanted or desired. But often, we never look inside to find joy and contentment. We look to these external things, which never could live up to the expectations of finding joy. Why? Because it is not possible to find joy in a career, in a relationship, in a lifestyle. Joy does not exist there. In the places that scare you, Pema Chodron has a chapter titled, Finding the Ability to Rejoice. She begins this chapter saying that, as we train in our warrior practices, we gradually feel more joy. Note the word gradually. The state of joy does not come immediately. It is practiced, worked at, disciplined into us. As we gradually begin to feel more and more joy, it is based on our realization of our basic goodness and knowing the inner self and all others with this basic goodness. Pema's instruction reminds us that training ourselves to stay present, be mindful, is key to joy. In a present moment, we find our situation workable. We stop looking elsewhere or outside ourselves for something more pleasurable. 
or more conducive to happiness. We now know the continual search for something better does not work out. Pema cheers me on saying joy comes from mindfully sticking with myself and beginning to experience my great warrior spirit. My husband and I spent many years chasing the societal expectation and timeline for career, family, money, and happiness. Continuing to reach for better and more, striving for happiness, forgetting in each passing day to relish what was happening right there with our lives, our family, and our household. I spent many lost years indulging in pleasures, trying to fill the hole in my spirit which was crying out for joy. I also hear Christian adages play in my mind like, joy comes in the morning. Joy is with always within the present moment if we just sit in the littlest of things and be present and aware, knowing whatever it is, it's fleeting, impermanent, and ever-changing. Recently, even though I have been on this path of awareness for some time now, I was hit with a struggle of huge attachment and clinging, which was causing me high anxiety and suffering. Silly as it is, I was clinging to my job as a teacher. The boss I had was abusive, but she disguised this abuse in a diabolical way. Her methods were condescending. They ebbed and flowed from praise to abuse. She abused people in front of others, humiliated people, and laughed it off as if it was nothing, as if that was how it was supposed to be. She basically subjected those who worked for her to slavery at her behest and required everyone to be at her beck and call for whatever, no matter what. Even outside of what your job description was, she would scream and yell at other people or co-workers, insult them, and was like this every single day. We never knew what to expect. Yet I was so attached to this teaching position that I put up with washing her dirty dishes moving furniture for her in her office so she could have lunch with her mom, listening to her lies to her co-workers and supervisors regarding our interactions with her and with students. She was only full of praise and smiles when her superiors were watching. I developed so much anxiety over her presence, I would feel sick to my stomach when I would hear her arrive each day. Yet the security and identity of this teaching position and the search for praise and to feel good about my job with others caused me to cling tighter, thinking of the joy it would bring. This joy never came. Only fear and anxiety piled up. 
Joy came actually when I let go and walked away from the position into the unknown. Realizing I was free of that, I knew any job was better. Any condition was better. Joy came from groundlessness, unlimited possibilities. Because of this recent enlightened moment, I have to quote an entire paragraph from The Places That Scare You by Pema Chodron. Even slight irritation causes us pain when we indulge in it. This is the time to ask, why am I doing this to myself again? Contemplating the causes for suffering right on the spot empowers us. We begin to realize we have what it takes to cut through our habit of eating poison. <laughs> that is what I was doing every day in this job, clinging to this position. I was eating poison. Poison that this toxic person was putting out to the world around and everybody that surrounded her. This boss of mine became another great teacher for me on my path to nirvana. Buddha taught to pay attention to the body and its reactions in these moments, lose the storyline, as Pema says. And by doing this, we realize the feeling we have physically is identical to that feeling in other times in our lives, we start connecting the dots. I realized the feeling I had physically when this lady was near was identical to that feeling when my verbally abusive ex-husband was near. It helped me realize that I again was allowing myself to be sacrificed because of my clinging. By letting this go, the storyline, the job, the relationship with the boss lady, I was able to relax and soften rather than continue to harden. And it allowed my training to take over for the ground of limitless joy to come, my basic goodness. So as I sit here, I'm finding the magic of the present moment. I'm back with the universe it's groundless, ever-changing, impermanent opportunity for growth and reflection. As Pema taught me, I am gradually waking up to the truth that we have always been warriors living in a sacred world. My connection to the world around me, to people here with me, is a beautiful and fantastic thing. Through our circumstances, Though they may be sad, and at times heart-wrenching, they are still blessed, and better than many other circumstances around the world. Just like me, others need to wake up to their joy inside them. Though joy may coexist for a while with grief, despair, or anxiety, joy is there. And if practiced, joy takes over. Thank you for joining me. 
for 26 weeks of awakening. Please look at our podcasts of guided meditations and stay tuned for week 12. Namaste. Namaste.